Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No one wants marriage boredom, but sometimes we land in a rut because life happens. You hit a season of change or busyness or pain and you wake up one day like, man, it ain't funny anymore. And quite frankly, my marriage is stuck in the same old routine. If you're there, know that you're not alone. And today's topic, it's not funny. Yeah. Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast with Sean and Lynette Reed, and we're helping couples succeed in every season that you may be going through. And success for us is a healthy couple creating a legacy. And so if you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Okay, we bring a new episode each week and we invite you to subscribe today to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette Reed so you never miss an episode. Let's Let's go. go. In an article by Mary Mann, and listen to the title of this article. It's actually fascinating. It's called How Researching the Science of Boredom Prepared Me for Marriage. Mm. Yeah. All right. So she offers insight based on her research. So she says 71% of men who cheat do so because they're bored. Wow. According to the Normal Bar Survey. And at the same time, it's true for 49% of women. Okay. So it's unsurprising then that a whole industry exists for couples to spice things up. So you've got books, magazines, uh, couples retreat, all the way to porn, sex toys, and even gadgets, okay. right? And they all exist to turn what can begin to seem like a known quantity into an unknown if only for a night. And so the sheer amount of options can seem exhausting, but it's what we have. She also goes to explain that it's not just the people that people cheat because they don't have anything else to do, but rather they're seeking vitality or a break from the routine of living as roommates. Wow. Right. Okay. Now to be clear, to everyone listening, we never believe that there's a legitimate reason to cheat on your spouse. Let's just make that clear right now. Okay. But when we hear this feedback from those who've experienced adultery or committing adultery, it is eye-opening mm-hmm. that as people have fallen into this slump in this area, this is their rationalization. Okay. That they want vitality so much so that they'll stoop to this low. And it's important you know, that we examine this because we act based on what we believe right we always act based on what we believe and so in this particular case people are mistakenly believing that they'd be refreshed with an adventure in adultery Mm. okay and it never it never will satisfy and it's unhealthy and i know there are some voices out there in secular society that actually encourage it Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. i believe that marriage is best done when it's done god's way and you need to protect the, you know, the sacredness of your marriage bed and adultery is not the way. Right. Um, but there are other drastic steps 
uh, that come as a result as well. You know, it may not be adultery or porn, uh, but it may be excessive drinking mm -hmm. or all of a sudden a person is stuck in a rut where they're binge watching TV, trying to find some sense of, you know, joy and fulfillment. Yeah. You got comfort eating, uh, which I was a witness to. Okay. <laughs> comfort eating in boredom was my thing. Okay. Mm. I could go through the mashed taters. Okay. Or, or cookies. <laughs> it was sweets for me, man. I could go through some, I used to eat Twinkies. Oh my gosh, guys. He had a Twinkie shirt. And the t he wore that thing at least twice a week. It, I it, threw it away. It actually said it, it was it was split in half, and, and it said on the shirt, "It's what's on the inside that counts." <laughs> I loved it. I okay, hate it. but comfort eating—that was my weakness. Um, or some people—they're literally spending hours a day on social media, like trying to be entertained, yeah. but really beneath it, what is the belief? Mm -hmm. They're trying to find life. They're scrolling to find life. And there are several underlying causes of boredom. But to be clear from the start, the opposite of boredom may not be this mad sprint to busyness at all costs. Mm. Okay, so please understand that. For instance, one spouse may be dealing with a transition of depression due to their body image. Right. You know, they have a poor self image. And so they're not up for going out because there's, you know, stressed out about how they look. They're stressed out about how they're feeling in that moment. And so if the other spouse is just trying to bypass the belief issue and get them to just become super active yeah. uh, because they're bored, you got a clash of beliefs, mm -hmm. not just uh, a miscommunication in wanted activity. Right. And so right. we got always got to get to the root of the thing. Or maybe a person is so stressed out right now because financially they're in a hole. And the other person is like, yo, can we go to the movies? And the other person is like, no, we ain't got no movie money. Right. And so now they're stuck because money is tight enough mm -hmm. as it is already. And for some couples, they become so busy that they're just consumed by their work and uh, they may even find most of their enjoyment in their accomplishments. Mm. Meanwhile, their spouse is despising their addiction to the grind. And they're like, yo, when's our quality time going to happen? Wow. Okay. So these combinations that cause boredom are nuanced and they're not just surface level, you know, let's just set a date on the calendar yeah. because there's a lot more going on beneath the surface at the root of every relationship. The fire of pursuing one another must not be extinguished. Mm. Please understand that. You got to keep that fire lit. Okay. And so having fun <laughs> together is one of the healthiest pathways to continue pursuing one another romantically and socially. I think this is what actually happened during the pandemic is couples actually began. I mean, they had no choice, mm -hmm. but they began spending too much time together mm -hmm. and eventually boredom kicked in. And then it just it escalated some of the biggest challenges yeah. that they may have had within their marriage. And then. On the opposite side, some couples leveled up during the pandemic okay. and they actually got closer, you know, because, you know, outside of the, pan of the pandemic, they were working like crazy. They rarely spent time together. And so being in the four walls together actually brought them together because they began to take walks together or they began to cook dinner together and yep. they hadn't done that in years. And so um, I think it actually showed the pandemic actually showed the health of some of our marriages yeah, because it forced us to actually take a really good look at the reality of where we are. Yeah. And if you're at that spot where mm, 
it brought out something in this last season within your relationship. Look, don't go to the extreme of talking about, man, maybe I married the wrong person. No, you didn't. <laughs> don't quit, man. You you, <laughs> you you made a choice. They made a choice. Y'all are in it. It can work. It can get better. Okay. We've all been in that rut where yeah. we just kind of feel like, man, it's just not fun anymore. But we want to help you guys today because really some of y'all are really going through it and it's very tense right now. And especially if you're the type of person who, I mean, you are, you love life. Yeah. You're outgoing, expressive, yeah. you know, and all that. And then you got a person who doesn't want to leave the house. Got a Debbie Downer. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, and, and no offense to all the Debbies out there. And so for all of y'all <laughs> who are just kind of frustrated, listen, maybe your spouse is dealing with anxiety. Maybe both of you all mm -hmm. right now with all that's going on in society and with work and, you know, uh, maybe both of y'all are dealing with anxiety and it's manifesting as, irrit uh, you know, as anger or irritability. And it's causing some couples to argue a lot more often than they used to. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about marriage and transition, you don't. You know, it's nothing that, you know, a bell that's going off saying you're, you're in a, a transition. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. In a transition. Yeah. You know, it's a different season. It, why is it? Why was it perfect? You're in a transition. <laughs> in a transition. <laughs> um, but um, what happens, man, is there's this cycle of unhealthy conflict. Yeah. Um, that leads to ongoing anger and resentment. And after a while, this leads to us perceiving our spouse as someone who's like persistently unkind mm. or they're just not fun mm. um, or they're not in your corner. And when you begin to feel like that, it can lead to depression or anxiety. And so you may, you know, here's the, th the thing that was amazing about people who are dealing with depression or mm -hmm. anxiety. Um, they may struggle with libido concerns. And I know this is going to sound weird and it's going to come out of nowhere for some people, but some people have an orgasmia where they struggle to have an orgasm. Repeat that word, please. Okay. Anaorgasmia. Can you say that in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with anaorgasmia. Um, but basically, I, I'm, you know, a survey found that 20% of people experience mental health issues while stuck with their partner during the pandemic. Okay, so couples that are struggling over finance, family related issues and on and on, fun becomes the least of their concerns mm -hmm. for many people. And so the relationship is not fun because there's a whole lot of other things that are going on beneath the surface within the heart and what's on our minds yeah. that we're carrying from one day into the next day. Yeah. So just a little bit of our story. So, you know, we've got three kids mm -hmm. and all very close in age. So like, for instance, we had all three kids under the age of four. Something like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can imagine all the moms out there and dads, you can just imagine our day. And so on top of that, we were entrepreneurs. So we were lead pastors. Mm -hmm. On top of that, um, Sean has or had a music career. Um, on top of that, we had to navigate relationships and friendships and all of that. And so we I personally, I was just overwhelmed and it got to a point to where we just weren't having fun anymore. And it really became all about business. Yeah. It became about who's going to pick up the kids. What are we eating for dinner? All the tasks yeah. of daily life and not necessarily focusing on who I get to do the task for mm. or, you know, why I'm doing it. So there was no fun. Yeah. And I remember one day. Man, I think we were doing construction at, at at the church or something, and it took it was just taking everything out of our family. The kids, we would drop the kids off late every morning at school. Mm -hmm. 
um, it was just really bad. So I thank the Lord for a lot of grace mm-hmm. during that season. But we were laying in bed one night, and Sean just, before we went to sleep, Sean said, you want to go out of town? And I was like, what you mean? He was like, let's go to San Antonio. I rolled up out of that bed. She did. And started packing that night. Like immediately. Like for real. We had, this was not in the budget. Nope. This was not planned. I didn't know how, we, who going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't matter. But we were going to go. And uh, we took the kids out of school. And we were only there for like two days. Yeah, but it was a glorious two days. And what was what was crazy about it, that was one of our greatest vacations that we it had. It really was. It was a vacation on a really tight budget. We were, we were splitting food and everything. We had coupons. We did everything we Shoot, could. We do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But we we didn't realize how much we needed it. Right. Until right. until that moment. And so we want to give you guys uh, a couple of suggestions as to how we repaired some of the, mm-hmm. the rut of boredom and how we dealt with putting some fun back in a relationship. Right. So one of the things we did was we actually made a decision to shape our days around our dreams. Mm. So that's good. So, yeah. So from health to wealth to family to fun. You have the authority to decide what it's going to look like, right? Yeah. Another thing that we did was we created quality time. So we did that between the two of us, but then also with our family. And we did something very simple. Is we got a membership at the museum mm-hmm. or something, Science Center. And we took the kids to the Science Center every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and it was just really helpful for us. And what we also did, we we made a commitment to go to uh there was a a coffee shop that actually had a bookstore yep and so we would take the kids to do their homework at the bookstore they were in one booth and we were in another and we would have our quality time together um while they were actually doing schoolwork and then they were finding their books and now to this day our kids are serious readers um and at the same time, we began to explore just what else could we do in the city. And we would find it on a budget. We yeah. would find things to do for free. But pretty much we made every day like its own little adventure. But it was also like interwoven with our normal schedule. So right. we, we, we lived in DFW at the time and traffic was insane. And so we knew we were going to spend an hour either stuck on the yep. highway or we can just slide off on this exit, go to this little bookstore, have a little coffee yep. and have that 45 minutes as quality time together um as a family. Another thing we did was re we rediscovered our hobbies. Yeah. So, um I love dance and so at one point, you know, um uh, I I just came to Sean and I was like, I want to get back into dance. And so I took some ballet lessons and then Sean picked up his exercise uh, schedule, um, focused on his goals. He's a really big learner. And so, um, you know, setting aside money in the budget for books. Yeah. And this was this was big because for for Lynette, for a whole season, she was like extraordinaire mom and, you know, mom extraordinaire. And she just kind of always working my super mom pose you know those of you who aren't watching okay (laughs) Okay. go ahead and so we basically had a serious heart-to-heart discussion because she was struggling to really find community and to connect where we were in that season and again and we say this you're probably gonna hear this every episode instead of being victims of circumstance yeah 
that first point that she just gave was we made a decision mm -hmm. that we can do something about this, that we can actually say, you know what? Let's get you back in some dance lessons. And so we invested in everything from the shoes to the, the outfit and to, you know, to see my wife thrive and finding a hobby that she had let go of because yeah. of the season of life that we were in. I also, brethren, had to watch the kids for that moment mm -hmm. when she was doing her dance lessons. But that's what servitude is all about. And it and it takes being a servant leader as a man, you know, to be able to say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lead servant of the home. I'm gonna show the kids how to serve mm. and I'll make sure that my wife doesn't feel guilty because she's leaving the house for a while to be able to pursue something that's a passion of hers. So we set aside money, time, I became a babysitter, and we actually <laughs> freed you up to be able to go out and do something that you love. Yeah. Okay. Also, find the fun and then make a wish list, right? Mm. So make a wish list. So what's happening in your city? What concerts, what festivals, uh, what markets, you know, are, are going on that you've never visited before? We did this recently in North Carolina. Um, like there was a, a concert coming. Mm -hmm. We had no idea who the band was. Nope. I think we just Googled them, watched a couple of YouTube videos, yeah. and we just went. And it was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. We even got rained out, yeah. but it was so much fun. Yeah, it was still fun. Yeah. Um, we had a blast. And it wasn't that expensive, guys. And I say that because I know, I know y'all make money, but sometimes you want to spend money on other things, and so you you don't want to pay for a concert. You don't want to, you know, uh, have to buy a new outfit for that event. But that's part of the thing. Treat man. yourself, boo. Treat yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you know, you deserve it. I think you guys deserve it. But what is something that you always wanted to try, but you've never done it? Yeah. Okay. Write it out, guys. Um. What did you used to do that you need to rekindle? Mm -hmm. Right. Answer these questions. And yeah. um, as you begin to do that, what's happening is you have self-discovery that's going on. And when you become self-aware, that becomes power because then you can present that to your spouse and say, yes. you know what? Here are a few things that I actually really want to do. I'm going to tell you this. When it comes to marriage board and when you're losing the fun, y'all, please hear me. Don't expect for your spouse to think the same way that you do. They are not a mind reader. And if you have this expectation that if they really loved you, mm. then they would know that you want to go, you know, mountain climbing. Right. It's like, <laughs> cut it out. Yeah. Stop. That's not fair. Do them a favor. You got to write that out, man. If you want to go mountain climbing, <laughs> you got you got to you might even have to plan a trip. Yeah. And you might have to carve out three or four different weekends throughout the year where you all can do mountain climbing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Be proactive. Don't be a victim. Okay? And 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 I will That's say good. this because for some of you guys, that 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 homebody you got, they won't leave that couch. And you may have to work on that over time. Yeah. But listen, if they won't go, you go. You go. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can have fun. You so can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you can bring that fun home. Yeah. You can find a community group. You can yep. get involved. But we do want to encourage you, if they aren't stretching in this area, you may have to become proactive and saying, you know what? This is a need in my life. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the four laws of love, Pastor Jimmy, he talks about priority and pursuit. And these are really big. Um, because you want to say, you know what, this is one of the ways that I want you to make me a priority yeah. is that you show that you're putting me first. 
uh, only second to God within the relationship. This is one of the ways that you're showing that you're putting me first by saying, you know what? I might not like doing what you do, but I'm willing to be yeah. there because I want to be with you. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead. I was about to say, I don't like playing video games. She doesn't. I, I don't. But and Sean, she, she's not good at them either. Just, I'm just letting I'm just letting the people know she's really bad at it. <laughs> he, again, he putting me out. Your time is coming. It's Your true. time well, is ahead. coming. Tell you say. But Sean loves playing video games, right? So, you know, I'm not the one to sit on the couch and just watch. Sometimes I do, especially blackouts. You know, when he doesn't see the person coming in the corner, I'd be like, look to your lip. But what I would do is I, I when I notice that he's been playing the same video game mm-hmm. for a year <laughs> or two years, I just I just go, baby, it's time for a new game. Mm-hmm. You need a new game. And so that's how I support I Praise the Lord for that. You know, I think God for the because I just get tired of hearing those same shots and those. I just yeah. But I tell you what's fun is when (laughs) she sits on the couch next to me, and as scrubby as she is on the game, she's willing to look the fool for a good five minutes because that's all she's gonna give me. She's gonna give me five minutes of trying to run around, and and it's gonna be hilarious. And me and my son, (laughs) we laugh at her and with her, and then she moves on, and that five minutes is enough. Where can you meet your spouse? Yeah you know, halfway, somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, and and partner with them. Okay. So a couple of things that we want to say about be becoming busy. Okay. Because for some of y'all, you're gonna hear this and you like, you know what? We need to have some fun. Let's do it. We're gonna get a fun marriage back again. Be cautious. <laughs> because a little bit of boredom is okay. And here's why. It helps you to appreciate the fun moments. Yeah. All right. You need those moments where it's like, okay, we can breathe. We 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 had a great week. This was cool. And now I need some downtime. Right. Because some of you all, you can go, 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 go. And you're a high achiever and you want to get on to the next thing and your spouse is going to lose it. Yeah. You got to be able to give them the freedom to actually breathe. Okay. Um, your spouse may low key need a break. Mm-hmm. So be cautious that you're not driving them. They're not as outgoing as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also be cautious because if you're inactive and you're reluctant to engage with your spouse, you're going to leave them feeling undervalued and alone. Don't forget guys, be proactive. And if you have struggled with anxiety, if you are struggling with depression or any other emotional health issue, you got to get help. Yeah. You got to get help because your spouse can't solve that. They can't heal you in that. They can be a support for you, but they can't solve that mm-hmm. for you. That's something that needs to be worked through possibly with a professional or with someone who can help uh, walk you through a very dark or frustrating time where you're stressed out. And so if you're going through a difficult time of transition, and you don't have the energy, right? You may have a lack of nutrients. It may be due to injury or yeah. a chronic illness or something like that, or hormones may be changing. This is something that you need to actually talk about with your spouse so that you guys can come up with a plan to say, you know what? It's it's let's just keep it real. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. And I got some things that we need to work through together. But it's wrong then to condemn your spouse because they're going through a difficult season and you want to leave them behind. I'm like, we can't do that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to leave them behind. But you can get some help to say, you know what? We got some help and we got a plan moving forward and we're going to lovingly walk with each other through these difficult times. Okay. And so guys, we want to say thanks again for being with us today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen. And if it's helpful, invite others to be a part of our community. Okay. And so 
If you haven't purchased Marriage in Transition yet, you can visit marriageintransition.com. Make sure you get a copy of the book. We believe it'll bless your life. Yes. Until next time, remember, your marriage can succeed in every season. Peace.